wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! It may be because he's Swiss, I don't know, in terms of European style. I can take you to Suplex City tonight, bitch. Can you say the alphabet backwards? Alright, welcome back folks to Wrestle Rant Radio here today for May 10th, 2016. Graham Jason Matthews here. Our biggest show today, it's a blockbuster episode. We got two, not one, but two guests in the studio here today for the first time. In a long time. First of all, it's Mr. Marceau's final show, or one of our last stops on the Marcel Fair War Tour. RJ, how are you doing today? Doing good today. Very relaxed today. <laughs> Very relaxed. And for the first time ever, this is not WWEC Radio, but it might as well be. We've got a special guest in the studio here today, Tommy Sharp. Wrestle Rant fans, Tommy Sharp here, here <laughs> at the Wrestle Rant Radio Show. Happy to be here, Graham GSM Matthews, RJ Marceau. So excited to talk to you two on Wrestle Rant Radio. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I feel like this is WCW invading Monday Night Raw or vice versa. I feel like you're Shane O'Mac saying that the name on the contract does say McMahon. You can't see how fast my feet are moving right now. <laughs> my, like my, sneakers, my sneakers are just a blur. Here comes the money. Who was all over Monday Night Raw last night, got involved in the women's match. It was a really good show overall last night. What yes, I mean, no, we were talking about that via text last night. I, I feel like top to bottom, that show was as well crafted as any show ever should be for a Monday night. You know, they really took advantage of that third hour too. It, they, the, the match times really lined up so that things started to get packed in pretty quick at the end. But a couple of extra matches, a couple more than we're used to seeing on a Raw, ended up getting in there and also having really interesting finishes, considering that they were a little bit shorter. Um, you know, right at the end there, I think, uh, Dean Ambrose coming out and being the, you know, cherry on top of the whole evening to save that for the entire show and not spoil that until right at the end. That was, that was as exciting as a conclusion as I've seen in, in, in a while. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot of fun. Let's talk about that real quick. I feel like that's the biggest talking point coming out of Monday Night Raw last night was the the impromptu match between Chris Jericho and Big Cass that never really came to be. Kind of a bait-and-switch approach there. But I loved how they did it, and I can't believe they haven't done this at all in the last four years since Jericho brought in the uh, the light-up jacket where someone takes it during his entrance. I mean, obviously, we all knew it was a lunatic for Dean Ambrose, but he comes out wearing the jacket. He goes down to the ring while the lights are still off, revealing that it's Ambrose in the jacket, not Jericho, attacking Jericho from that point forward. I'm surprised they haven't done that from that, you know, in the last four years at all. I thought it was a very interesting approach, but... And I thought it was a great way of going off the show with Big Cass getting the spotlight, too. We were talking about that before we went on the air, so that was really cool. But, uh, Mr. Marceau, your thoughts on the ending of Raw and just Raw overall. The last time I'll be watching Monday Night Raw at the Marceau residence. I thought Raw last night was really good. I've been saying the last couple weeks, I felt like at some points it was, like, dragging on. Like, it's only 930. Like, what it's been, like, dragging on. But I think last night they, like, Tommy said that they kind of, like, pant. They, like, timed the show up perfectly, like, at the end. The last hour they had, like, three or four matches and, like, kept your... Momentum going. Then I looked at my phone. I'm like, wait, it's already 11 o'clock. Dean Ambrose is up. I'm like, what's going on? But I thought the finish was really cool. Like you said, uh, they'd never done that with the jacket. You knew it was Ambrose right away, but it was like a cool visual. And 
was great though. Further there if you were on. Well, we said last week, I mean, we said RIP Mitch for uh, having passed away last Monday yep. night and Monday night we're out the hands of Jericho. Signed the next day by TNA. I was going to say, I mean, congratulations to Mitch. Apparently he got resurrected and he got signed by TNA Impact Wrestling. In the light of all the releases on WWE, let's talk about that actually. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> and a lot of it is due to because a lot of the guys who got cut, I mean, it's very disappointing for a lot of the people, but I feel like a lot of them weren't too shocking. I know, Tom, you broke the news to me. It bro- broke the news to me. Um, that Alex Riley was the first one who got cut, and we predicted it on WWEC Radio last Thursday. The rage is no more. It has been unleashed <laughs> into the general public. <laughs> that's that's the scariest rage of them all. Yeah. Seriously, Alex public Riley, rage. You know, you know the new drifter. Oh, <laughs> oh God. God. The you legit know. drifter. We, yes, will he drift to Global Force? Will he drift over to Impact? Will, will, he, will he drift? Will he just worse. stay adrift? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't we'll know. Find out in due time. But that was a can thing. only build the rage. Though. Yeah, exactly. Only build the rage. I wish him the best. I mean, <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow. I mean, his parting uh, gift is farewell. It will come tomorrow night on NXT against Shinsuke Nakamura. So I'm sure he's going out with a win, of course, right? Oh, big time. <laughs> big time. I think this is going to be at least Quick a squash. 15 to 20 minute, you know, like intense match of wits. I can't it's wait. It's going to be wits on display all night long. <laughs> I mean, Nakamura's facing tough competition so far, but no one quite like the Rage Master, Alex Riley. I'm sure Shinsuke Nakamura won't rub it in at all. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Why would he? Why would he? Final appearance. Stand up gentlemen. Of course, I can't wait for that match. I don't think that's the main event. What is the main event? Finn Balor coming back tomorrow? Yeah, I believe we're going to see Balor tomorrow. The Demon will be back in NXT. There's a lot going on tomorrow night in NXT, so I can't wait for that. But, yeah, the releases. Tommy, your thoughts on pretty much everybody. I mean, we'll go down the line, but overall, were you surprised, shocked, disappointed? Uh, I think I'm always disappointed that when you have talent that still is dedicated and has total potential to be molded into something in all of your different platforms that you now have, from a NXT platform to a developmental role to uh, behind the scenes as a, a creative mind piece for the company, it's always surprising to me that they don't find something else for these people. And I, I who knows, maybe they're not offering or they're not asking or they're not interested. And all of that could be the case, but it's always a shame for me that you know they don't have a role somewhere in the company that's worth paying for and worth and is valued because it would be great to see them pop up in other ways and that would fill out the whole universe idea of these characters existing mm-hmm. you know get backstage a little bit more see some more you know uh, people back there that aren't wrestling that are maybe doing some of the house shows specifically or they take a separate touring troupe out that just does WWE you know local live events mm-hmm. and you have this smaller group of people that aren't paid to be on television aren't paid to do this but why let them go if they're healthy, if they're, you know, being productive? It just seems to, to be a, a resource management thing with me. And I think I always side with the employees no matter what. I think anywhere you go, you look that employees are, are the most important backbone of your character as a company. Mm-hmm. And to continue to just release people for the, the sake of what appears to be in with out with the old, in with the new era – it, it, it is a little concerning to me that this new era of people j- is just kind of arriving because of, you know, internet opportunity or, you know, mm-hmm. what people or the fans claim that they want. So I, 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 I'm a little bummed out by all of it, but I, at the same time, it's as exciting as it's ever been to see new faces come in. And that's what we also want as well. So you can't have it both ways without something, you know, dropping yeah, somewhere. 
Exactly. I mean, like you said in the text last week, I mean, you can't have the new era without the old era, as you just said as well. I mean, like I said, we had eight people gone. We had Zeb Coulter, Hornswoggle, Cameron, King Bear, who was already kind of on his way out anyway. Uh, Torito, I would have completely forgot about that. I did not remember. Sandow and the Rage. Sandow, Rage, and Damian. Sand- I already said Sandow. Yeah. Uh, who else? Is there one more? Well, person? I mean, there's uh, Ryback and uh, Wade Barrett are. Oh, Cameron. Cameron was. And the Cameron, I, but Ryback and Wade Barrett are kind of like, and Adam Rose to a certain extent are yeah. somewhat on a an island somewhere. I was shocked that he wasn't cut last week. Ryback. They're not cut, but they're not around. So no, they won't. I don't think they will be either. I mean, we kind of talked about it last week a little bit, but that was before this whole thing came out. And it's weird that, you know, the whole last week was a very strange week for WWE because Ryback came out, put that whole Tumblr post out talking about how you can't have a company without quote-unquote jobbers and people should be paid equally. And then they cut like half of their jobbers in one day on Friday. Cameron speaks out. Adam Rose spoke out about his suspension, how it's illegitimate. Like all this other weird stuff happening. It seems like people or walking on eggshells in WWE. That's always been kind of evident, but I feel like last night, or last week rather, kind of shined an all-new light on that, you know, that that current issue in WWE. So we'll see, like, where these releases go. But, RJ, your thoughts on the uh, list of releases in uh, WWE last week? Shocked, disappointed? What were your thoughts on them? Uh, like you said, uh, I said I said most of my uh, main thoughts on uh, Hashtag yesterday, but uh, like I said yesterday, I thought the biggest surprise was Cameron. I thought uh, she had a lot of talent. I, I don't know if she had a lot of talent, but... They really never gave her a chance to kind of just push her right up the main roster. She did her dues, went back down NXT, learned. She wasn't really on TV a lot. And she's as talented as Eva Marie is, so I don't see why she got fired and Eva Marie great, didn't. That's a great point. Maybe because she's not a total diva. <laughs> Pretty much that's the only thing I could think of. But also maybe she's – I don't know how old she is, but they have, like, younger talent they could sign. Well, like, Cameron was on Total Divas. She, yeah, was at one point. Yeah, but was. Eva Marie is now. Yeah, and it's interesting to see – her, was her she progression. On last or no? No. She she had a very sweet and heartfelt uh, goodbye to the fans that I read yesterday. Yeah, she had oh, a yeah, long yeah. post. Uh, yeah. Long post. Yeah. Um, which was which was great to see, and and she sounded very confident in all of the things that she's contributed to the business. So it's that it's that other element of like these are people's lives, and clearly they're you know they're taking their lives seriously, and they're not just running around the country or the world, you know, just just wrestling and not thinking about their future. So mm-hmm. you know, just wish everybody the best, and hope hopefully they pop up and some other cool places that we get to enjoy because they I really enjoy all of their work I imagine so I mean especially with guys like Damian Sandow and uh, Wade Barrett I feel like Wade Barrett to me again not shocking because the news broke months ago that he was on his way out of the company because his contract was expiring he said in uh, his Twitter post that his contract was set to expire dating back all the way to last August and they haven't done anything really with him since I mean he's been involved with League of Nations he got booted from that didn't really do much other than get involved with the group and lose a lot and Damian Sandow has basically not been on TV, but I feel like out of everyone that got cut, those were the biggest disappointments to me just because at one point Barrett was like the biggest and hottest thing going in WWE for a solid year or two as part of the Nexus and later the core and King of the Ring and whatever else. I mean, that was far past the point of relevance when he was kind of already on his way down in that down spiral, but he still could have been something. I feel like if he goes over to, I mean, we crap on TNA a lot, but guys like Ethan Carter the Third, former Derek Bateman, Drew McIntyre, Drew Galloway have found success over in TNA for whatever that's worth, but they've really reinvented their careers, and hopefully Barrett can do something similar on the indie scene in the UK. And Sandow, too, I feel like he's a really entertaining guy, and hopefully we see more of him on you know other wrestling organizations. But uh, you mentioned Cameron RJ. Timing was very interesting, and I want to talk about this. Kind of went under the radar last night on Raw because it happened in a blink of an eye, and it was kind of forgotten about by the end of the evening. Dana Brooke arriving on Monday Night Raw last night. I know you were a big fan of that, Tommy, when you texted me. 
Um, so Cameron gets cut on Friday. Dana Brooke TV's on Raw the, literally the next Monday. And I was surprised. I mean, there were rumblings earlier on in the day that she was backstage at Raw. I didn't figure she was going to debut, but she did alongside Emma. And I think I've never, big, I've never been the biggest Dana Brooke fan, but putting her with Emma, I feel like, is the best course of action. So, Tommy, I know you really like to see Dana Brooke on Raw. What were your thoughts on it? I was, I was floored. I was so excited because... I was uh, I was psyched that Emma had found this new swagger in her character, and when she was put up onto the main roster, I I felt like I was still missing Dana Brooke. I hadn't realized how much I had liked that pairing and liked what they were building and bringing to that dynamic. Because to pair Emma up with Charlotte, I was like, it's just not the, sh- the not the same, you know. Still good, but not Emma, the same. Emma's more like henchman level when it comes to villains, you know. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's definitely got her powers but she's got her flaws and like all all that type of thing so you know to have this like brute force in Dana Brooke this kind of like almost like and I mean this in the in, in the best way towards the character but almost this just this hurtful mean thoughtless wrecking machine that is Dana Brooke mm-hmm. you know like almost like unaware of how strong she really is but just kind of just bullish and mean all the time it really complements the, the fact that Emma's a little more soft spoken so their actions can be really loud and their words can be really subtle and just kind of silly and mean. <laughs> and that's that kind of fun is what, you know, Team Bad was going for, but I think they're a little bit too bad. They're a little bit too serious about it, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of like a, they're rough and tough. So like this is, you know, colorful, this is explosive, it's mean for the sake of being mean, and I think they could do some real damage on the main roster. I was just Excited to see the pair back together. I like fresh blood. We haven't seen... I mean, Emma was... She got called back up to the main roster a couple months ago. We were there when she came back in, yep. uh, you know, in Boston on SmackDown in the main event taping, whatever. Do they bring up enough women at some point to, to warrant a tag division? I mean, we talked about where that's, that Is that where it's going, you know? We've been saying that for a while, yeah. That would be I mean, huge. I mean, huge. Look, look at the teams that we currently have. <clears throat> I mean, we have Emma and... Uh, Dana Brooke. And then Dana Brooke. We could have... I mean, before, Team Bad. Team Bad, when they come back, both are out with injuries right now, but at some point, yeah. I mean, probably... And, uh, I mean, there's so many women you could pair people together, you know? T-Bay! Okay, so here's the thing. Before I get to that, I want you to pitch your idea that you pitched to me before Raw last night. I said that. I was like, if Dana Brooke comes out. And she did. She did. I thought she'd come out, like, if they had an impromptu match or something. But have, like, maybe on SmackDown and have Sasha versus Emma. Emma, she beats Emma. Dana Brooke beats her up. And then Becky comes out for the save. And then you do Team Bay versus Dana Brooke and Emma. I like Extreme Rules or something. I think it's Reunite perfect. Team Bay. <laughs> I love the idea because we've been t- we talked about this last love week I think, on Bay. the show about how Becky and Emma really have a good thing going, but it really hasn't gotten the TV time it deserved. I mean, they had a Raw last they had a match last week on Raw. They faced off in the tag team match on SmackDown, which was actually a really good match. And I'm glad they got the interaction last night on Raw. And Sasha's basically been non-existent from WWE programming since WrestleMania. I mean, she wrestled the next night against Summer Rae, but that was it. So, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It's not like you're pairing random women together. Team Bay have history. Emma and Dana Brooke have great chemistry, as you said, Tommy. Well, and we even saw uh, Paige last night go up against Charlotte and get a win. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who knows what that might mean going forward. It, It should mean that she has a title shot somewhere in there. Um, you would think. You would, yeah, you would definitely think. So the the fact that they're rekindling some of that, um, you know, and especially to to be to have Becky Lynch focused on something else where her talents are going to be soaked up by the distraction of Emma and uh, and Dana Brooke. I think that that's a really great place for Becky right now because mm-hmm. she she should be a champion. 
You know, she really should. I think Becky Lynch has championship written all over her future, but right now she's definitely going to have to fight through the muck and mire of the, the rest of the division. So it'll be a lot of fun to see. I mean, the division's been basically great. I mean, for by and large since WrestleMania, even before that, but I mean, they've had a great thing going in the division with so much talent, so many stories. And now we finally have a secondary story with these four women. I feel like it's the best possible way to bring in Dana Brooke. And she looked pretty good in the ring, RJ, when we saw her at uh, NXT Local cool. a couple weeks ago. Wasn't that like a tag team match or something? Yeah, her and Peyton Royce versus uh, Bay Mella. Bay Mella. That's another tag team you can call up at some point, Bay Mella, if they wanted to True. do that. And there's a lot of potential tag teams they could do, so... There's the, the, the and and why you know and and why why just do the same thing that you do with the the male side of the roster where you have like one championship scene and then you have this whole other thing it's just like with the women's division they could finally do what we've always been asking to do is move the belt around mm-hmm. like really let people have a chance to 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 have a spotlight moment as a champion and let the rest of the division kind of fight over it even if you're in tag competition, you know, yeah. fight over the belts, like just total infighting and implosions and new contenders are popping up all the time that could steal away the belt. And then you have, you know, long-term champions like Charlotte and a couple of pillars that can break up the monotony and like mm-hmm. really like deflect off a lot of contenders. But much like we've been seeing uh, AJ Styles in the main event against Roman Reigns against the belt pretty consistently now, it's not a one-off. You know, the fact that they're still, you know, fiercely contending for that, you know, really keeps me interested in in anything that happens, especially when Samoa Joe can win the NXT title at a house show. You know, it's 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 a really explosive time for for new changes. So it's really important to kind of watch the whole progression. Absolutely. I mean, I think Becky kind of touched upon it in that promo with Emma like months ago, like right after WrestleMania, where she said where. My sights are set in getting back my women's championship or getting back the women's championship or getting back in the title picture period because she never held the championship, of course. But in the meantime, I'll focus on Emma and I'll kind of do that thing. That's what they should be doing. They should have all these, like you said, infighting, going after the championship, proving oneself to as a worthy contender for the women's championship. There's just so much talent right now in the women's division now more than ever before. Yeah, and new feuds popping up because they want to take out people that they see, like Becky Lynch is like, oh, this person could really go for it and be the champ, and then we might have a hard time getting the belt away. Mm-hmm. So let's take her out. <laughs> you know. Exactly. So like that's where a lot of the, the, the true feuding will come from, and it's just such a clear picture. That's what I love about how they're portraying all of it. It's almost like they've they've been able to hit a reset button in a way that they won't do for the male side of the roster. Mm-hmm. And like all of a sudden, like every sing- single thing they do with a subtle introduction of Dana Brooke backstage, instead of music hitting on the ramp, you know, um, even injuries happening to, to key members and new people just kind of shifting around and building up feuds that have a little bit of history to them. You're like, Oh, this totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Every single thing that they're doing is lining up to something big and, Charlotte is is right in the middle of all of these targets. It's very cool. For someone that we didn't think was going to walk out of WrestleMania with a championship, is still the central focus of the entire division. And I think it's great to see. I mean, like Sasha, like we said before, it looks like she might be built back up for a title opportunity at SummerSlam, a card that might be shaping up to be amazing. And on that note, I want to want to talk about what you brought up to me, Tommy, yesterday about the whole Shane, Stephanie, Triple H dynamic. Could Mm. we see Seth Rollins get involved? There's a lot of possibilities, but as of right now, we're still three months out. Our last show here, won't see it before SummerSlam. So I want to get your thoughts now. How do you see this whole thing panning out with Shane, Stephanie, the Authority, Vince, Triple H, everything? How do you see this panning out, and where do you see this going in, in terms of what match we could see at SummerSlam involving all these components? I'm hoping it doesn't end in a sibling rivalry match. 
between Shane and Stephanie yeah, again? Yeah, please, for the love of God, if that's a if that's a SummerSlam match, I quit. <laughs> right Want to see an I quit match? I'll yeah. hashtag book it. Book it. I quit match between uh, Shane and Stephanie. No, but um, it, it, if their subtle gestures and their you know un- untrusting glares said anything last night, it's that they're both at least putting on the show right now that they want to respect each other work together create a new vision for the wwe together um obviously you know there are subtle hints already just glares and stares you can't really decipher what it means but it suggests that shane does not trust stephanie fully and stephanie has reason to still resent shane so because of those two things being true in their characters, I don't think that we have fully seen the end of the authority. I think it is m- very much a shield versus Hydra scenario where you have a united uh, good uh, babyface front with a evil underbelly lurking in your ranks. And I think that that's what we will see play out. And who better to be a complete snake in the grass than Seth Rollins to pop up and uh, you know, ruin an opportunity that Shane McMahon has crafted for, you know, essentially the WWE universe, a dream matchup, something, something that happens that Triple H and Seth Rollins can really take advantage of. And Triple H is, is completely out of the picture right now. So, It'll be interesting to see going into SummerSlam, but I wouldn't doubt that uh, Seth Rollins is going to be a major focal point. And I'm glad that you brought that up to me because that definitely started my, my gears turning on that. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like Rollins is the X factor in all of this. We don't know where his allegiance lies. We haven't seen him since November. I mean, technically, the last time we saw him was at the Slammy Awards when he accepted the Slammy Award for Superstar of the Year. But other than that... He's been quiet on Twitter. I mean, he hasn't really said anything. He hasn't commented. I mean, you remember when Roman Reigns won the championship? He said, congratulations, that's going to be mine again one day or something along those lines. So I feel like we might be able to see, we could see that match at SummerSlam, Reigns and Rollins, or we could see Rollins come back and face Triple H, and that's the match we've been waiting to see for a while, to see the authority the authority finally implode. There's a lot of different possibilities. I mean, like you said, I like the little subtle hints that we got last night on Raw at the very end of Raw, when Stephanie and Shane were like, oh, what were they joking about? Like, um, let's go get an Uber 000. together or something? Or? They were talking about the jacket. They were talking about his jacket. They were talking about the jacket, but then they joked about something else. Or like, you want to go get an Uber ride together or something like that? And it's like, no, we're not that good of friends. Or something like that. It was right. really weird. I don't know. But they made a joke about that. And they were like, ah, you're, we're, you know, we're back on the same terms. But <laughs> Stephanie, at the same time, like you said, kind of lurking in the shadows there. And, uh, but just that knowing stare that she she threw it. towards that uh, towards the, um, the the photo of uh, Vince That's and exactly young Shane it. McMahon that yep. Vince had stomped all over and that she had given back to Shane. Yeah, I evil glare. still feel like she has that kind of you know you're you're the f- favored child kind of you know yep. symptom inside of her. So um, yeah, it, it it'll be interesting to see what plays out. And this is now why specifically they have everybody interested in watching Raw because none of those appearances of Shane McMahon are, are really coming to SmackDown, nor should they really. You know, I think that that's basically what they've set this up to be. They, you know, Shane wanted control of Monday Night Raw specifically. Holds the power of the WWE. You know, and it goes forward, and, and you're seeing Stephanie more on Raw specifically and yeah. less you know, on SmackDown. So this is what we've all been talking about. Is SmackDown is becoming the pro wrestling show, and Raw is becoming the sports entertainment show. As it should, yeah. And I think that that's that's a great a, a great balance to to the force in the WWE. It's awesome to see. 
It's exactly the way it should be. So I think they're kind of balancing it out very well. And I mean, small, and hopefully that it changes the writing path too. Hopefully, I mean, it has. I mean, the it last has. month and a half it, it already. Has. What do you mean they're busting their ass? Ask uh, Michael PSAs. Yeah, creative team. Oh, we don't understand. I don't understand how writing works. <laughs> Michael is. He's a gem. Of Bad man. Street. Bad Street. Bad Street. U.S. What was oh, it? The lyrics? Atlanta GA. Atlanta, Atlanta oh, GA. Yeah. So, uh, oh. Trying to erase it. How do you not remember? Hall of Fame. I'm trying to forget. <laughs> oh my God. So, quick side note here before we go any further. Have you seen Civil War yet? No. I have not seen it yet. I either. haven't seen it. But yet. you excited to see? I'm it? definitely excited to see Civil War. No, I think uh, it it's got to be better than the book. The book was pretty bland. Was it really? Oh yeah. Well, when Civil War originally came out. Um, you know, it it was a big deal for the character. And there's a lot of parallels between wrestling and comic books. There really oh, is, course, especially yeah. especially if you look at Civil War. I mean, mm-hmm. like this is basically you know factions dividing and like complete like two sides of superpowers. Some baby faces, some villains now sharing the same yeah. you know uh, same team and. Um, and a lot of baby faces versus baby faces going mm-hmm. on. So it's simple narrative. Yeah, it, we see it in wrestling all the time. We see it in wrestling all the time. So from that perspective, you can totally enjoy it. I think from the larger comic book perspective, the books themselves didn't wow people because it was just kind of that straightforward of a story. And what I'm hearing from this movie and what I love about Captain America movies is that they should just be called the Avengers. They that's, might as well be. That's, that's the real heart of, of, of what is going on in the comics is on display in all the Captain America movies. So... I'm I'm thrilled because I I enjoy the Avengers movies, but as far as Captain America goes, that's that's the real Marvel universe. I mean, I haven't yet to see it, but I've heard it's better than Avengers Two ever was last year. I mean, I thought it was yeah. a good movie, but I feel like this movie's gonna blow that out of the water. No, pop, popcorn versus you know you know filet mignon. So <laughs> there you go. pretty much, it's, it's uh, that's that's the difference. Who is it? Team Iron Man versus Team Cap- Team Captain which America? Team are you on? Oh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Cap oh. all day long. I'm Iron Man all day. Oh. Love Iron Man. I'm Team Iron Man too. But I love <laughs> Captain America. I love them both. So it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Captain Me- America will never compromise. <laughs> he's the say. Roman Reigns. Oh. So you mean Marvel he's not Universe. a good guy? He's not a bad guy. Da, he's da, just da, da. the guy. The guy. <laughs> uh, oh speaking God. of of Perfect the guy. Segue. Speaking of the guy. Uh, what, what? How do we feel about the family? Versus the club. Loved <laughs> the it. club. You see Solo Monsters And this is like... not a promotion for uh, steering wheel anti-theft technology. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's... The family's just such an unoriginal name. Did you see... I gotta mention this All real right. quick. Did you see the Solo Monster tweet? It's like, okay, if they're being called the club, then who's the turkey? Who's the bacon? Like, yeah, you see that? I saw that. So <laughs> unoriginal. But, wow. yeah, it is what it is. It's I don't know. Club. The family's <laughs> way worse oh, than the club. Is. It just it is what it is, I guess. But I don't know. The match was okay. I thought last night they kind of they made the club look so weak. Like Anderson got out. I don't even know how he even got out. No, I I, I mean, I I can see that it wasn't <laughs> a total like, squash. Like, buried but, yeah. in like four minutes. <laughs> but I you know the Anuso was the first to go. So so it wasn't that bad. It could it, have been. It worse. was a little bit like balanced, much. but you know I I think the thing that worked against them in that match was the time. Yeah. They they came really... before. Um. There was a, I think there was a, it was that match, and then there was a tag match in see. between the the main event match and that. So they were like the third from last match of oh, the yeah, night. Oh, yeah, it was Owens Ryder, then Dudley Boy's New Day in the main event. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, so the fact that they were like almost kicking off the end of the show, yeah, you know, much, yeah. it, 
it just felt a little too rushed. It felt like that's what they normally would have done in their main event, but because this is the new era, they're not going to do that, yeah. which I appreciate. It just felt a little rushed. So uh, I, I I feel very similar to you that you know the family it just doesn't gel. They seem just like a they, well. I mean, they definitely look like a family because they they all have the arm tattoos. You know, they really kind of highlighted that in the this, the filming. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> but they're all kind of just like brutish, like you know, guard dogs almost. You know, just ready to bark at everyone that walks by. You know, and then you hear you have. The club, you know, which I mean, better or worse, it's not the worst name, you know, not the worst like as, as as far as a reference to the Bullet Club to continue to kind of play on that. Yeah, I think that's pretty bold of them to do and not just wipe that out entirely and yeah, come up with a new idea. You know, at least they're 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 being self-referential to the industry in that way. So it's cool to see that they have an entirely different personality. They have a bond. Like all, all three of those guys really gel together. They're not just like sitting around like the family looks like they're doing, just kind of like, you know, like rubbing their fists together. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to beat people up when they walk in here. Or I walk out of here either way, punching people with my Superman hands. My Superman. <laughs> they need Joey Samoa. They, they need Joey they Samoa, you know, but like. Finish the family. You know, the club comes out and they look legit. They look ready to, to, to fight. They look ready to win. You know, and I feel like the family is just like, uh, you know, win or lose, I'm just going to protect my family. Okay. Fine for the family legacy of the Yafa. Just like Grandpa Rikishi and uh, (laughs) Uncle Umaga. It should be, I mean, it should be more dominating than that. They should be like the Samoan Empire and they should talk about their heritage. They should talk about their legacy. They should talk about the decades of dominance. That's what they should be called the Roman Empire or the Samoan Samoan Empire. Empire. I love that a lot. The Samoan Empire, you know, has been dominating, you know, in the shadows of wrestling for the last blow. How many years? The Rock. You know, and like, and then you have Roman Reigns, just this emperor of wrestling and, you know, he's self-appointed him, you know, to himself to the the highest role because he is now part of the the representation of the everything behind him. He would be, un, you know, essentially unstoppable. You know, that's like getting up to that, uh, you know, super superstar level of like, ah, I'm gonna beat everybody and squash everything. And yeah. We really hate him for that. You know, it could be a lot of fun. I don't know. They won't do it. Yeah, no, it's, 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 like, there's a lot of it's things. It's such a great idea. They won't do it. That's the thing about great ideas because you know they're not gonna do it. So that's why, like with WrestleMania, I feel like that show for a lot of people is a disappointment because they were like, oh, Reigns is gonna go heel. It's gonna be some big epic conclusion. And, like, when Reigns won, I wasn't, like, crying just because I figured he was going to win clean. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you have to assume, like, the worst with this company. I hate to say that, but... Hey, and when it, they yeah. exceed expectations, then it's exciting. You but know what I mean? I, 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 I do have to go. So, mm. I know. Let the booze <laughs> rain in. Uh, <laughs> we're saying ooh. Uh, that's yeah, what we're, are you that's saying, saying? Are you saying boo or ooh? <laughs> that's uh, what they're saying. That's, that's what they're saying. saying. Uh, but I, I will leave you with this. The, the thing I took away the most from last night and from all our time together talking on Russell Rant Radio or WWEC Radio there we go. is that wrestling is life. <laughs> is it you, Bob Backlund? I am so excited to see Bob Backlund back on the WWE proper. I can't wait to make Darren Young great again. We'll see if that happens or where that goes. But yes. It has been a fantastic and great time. Being it's part been a great of year, my friend. All of this madness with the both of you. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Perfect. All right. I'm out. Tommy Sharp. Tommy Sharp <laughs> out. We'll see you in the fall. And in the fall, we'll be able to make WWE EC Radio great again. Or re- keep it great. We'll keep, keep it great. Make EC Radio great again. That's, That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
gonna make EC Radio great again. But yeah, let's let's go off that. RJ, your thoughts on making Darren Young great again in the form of Bob Backlund? If booked correctly, it'd be good. But they've tried to revamp this guy multiple times, and Darren Young, you talked. Yes, about. and it just never has worked. The PT, the PT plea, and he was like the club guy in NXT, and. Oh, they yeah, just yeah, changed yeah. him so many times, to get to, and then they like they pushed him because he came out that he was gay, and then they did nothing with him, and then they broke up the PTP again. <laughs> then they brought him back together. Then he was with Goldust, and then Mark Henry, and just it's just a mess. They need to do it right. I'm gonna miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys. All see right, you, see you later. Get you on the road. But uh, yeah, no, I think it's a good gimmick. I mean, I've been a Darren Young fan for a while, pretty much since NXT, and I love Bob Backlund. I think he's perfect for this role. I think it's great they're finally bringing him back into the fold. When I talked to him a couple months ago, I went to a book signing of his, and he talked about his book for like a half hour. He didn't seem like he really wanted to get back into wrestling at all, and like in terms of like an on-air role. And I feel like someone asked him that. He said, I really don't have any interest right now. So for them to bring him back, I don't know if it was his idea. I think Darren Young actually pitched it. And like talk is Jericho or something like that, and they actually brought it to fruition. I don't know why they're bringing it to fruition now and not like six months ago. And it's interesting too. That, oh, to Maybe they're waiting for like to see if Trump would get. It's basically it, a rip it, off yeah, of it Trump. Is, it is, yeah. It's so they're fun. maybe they're waiting to see how successful he was yeah. to finally, now that he's pretty much the Republican candidate, they can just like go with it. But they could have done this with anybody. I mean, this would not be, that would not have been the first time that they've stolen someone else's idea and given it to someone else. Like the whole little Jimmy thing apparently was JTG's idea and they gave it to R-Truth instead. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Darren Young pitched it and they gave it to Titus O'Neil or Zack Ryder or something, you know? So Darren Young is interesting. I mean, he's not really had a real chance. I mean, they've tried to they've they've tried to revamp him a few times, but at the end of the day, he's just been labeled he's just been labeled a Black John Cena is what people call him. And then he's been he was in the Nexus, like you said, the South Beach Party Boy gimmick, uh, primetime players. So it's cool to see him getting a chance. If it fails, who knows? But I think Backlund can make it work. I'm just more surprised than anything else that it's going to Darren Young and that Titus O'Neil because he's finally back. And you know, and they were they were prominent on pushing him couple months ago but do you think he's gonna get pushed now that he's back no and he was in the battle royal last week he won on main event he was not on raw last night so he was on raw pretty much every week for the first half of uh 2016 and late 2015 so i guess we'll see i really don't care either way i never really saw him as like a breakout star or anything but um that was interesting so i mean going off of other things that happened on raw last night the six-man tag team match took place at the 10 o'clock mark we talked about the main event already between chris jericho and big cass what else happened on Raw last night that we can uh, that we can talk about? That's worth talking about. Dana Brooke debuted. I mean, there were a couple of they different matches. We already hit on the big key points. Pretty much, we pretty much talked about all the notable moments. Zane got last his night. match. Let's talk about that a little bit. The Fatal Four Way is finally official for Extreme Rules in less than two weeks, which we will be in attendance for. The last stop on the RJ Marceau farewell tour. Cannot wait for that. Newark, New Jersey, at the Prudential Center. I think it Prudential is. Center. Cannot wait for that. It's going to be amazing. This match, we talked about it yesterday in Hashtag. I am more excited for this than anything else on the show, including Styles Reigns. I think this match is going to be a killer contest. Your thoughts on it and how it built up last night. I think the match is going to be really good. I said last night, yesterday in Hashtag that I thought, besides Ambrose and Jericho, I thought this would be one of the marquee matches. And uh, I liked how they had, like, I don't know, they kind of, like, made, I don't know why they made the Zayn, like, have to fight his way in. The same with Owens. It was kind of stupid, but... Whatever, it's a new hour. They gave Zack Ryder a chance, and he got squashed, but whatever. But I thought Zayn and Miz was good. No interference. Well, I don't think Maurice interfered. No, I don't think so. No either. interference from Maurice. No it's interference good, yeah. from Kevin Owens, Cesaro, someone from the crowd. It was just a nice standard one-on-one <laughs> match. Didn't have any shenanigans, so can't complain. Sami Zayn beats the Miz clean. 
gets him over as a potential potential winner, and he can beat the, the champion clean. So we can see it like brings that dynamic. Like he can beat the Miz clean, but can he be like maybe Cesaro and Kevin Owens clean? So it's like a good dynamic, and I think at Extreme Rules it should be a really really interesting match. It's gonna be a really interesting and very well wrestled match, I'm sure. Very well wrestled. We talked about it yesterday in hashtag, but your thoughts on uh, Zayn Cesaro from 2013? I'm sorry, I keep on bringing this up. I just love this. I match think it's gonna come lot. to a point that like Owens and Miz will be knocked out, and they'll just be in the ring together, and they'll just start brawling. And here's the thing about that match too: Zayn Cesaro is a match I've been dying to see for years now, like dating back to like 2014 too. Ever since we got it at a rival, because I figured. The first person that you could pair Zayn with on the main roster was Cesaro, and that was before Owens got called up, obviously. Now we're seeing that feud kind of play out, and it's been amazing so far, obviously. But I think at some point, I mean, throughout this entire feud in the Intercontinental Championship picture, we have yet to see that one-to-one face-to-face encounter between Sami Zayn and Cesaro. I don't know if you saw it. I think you might have skipped this part of SmackDown during Sami Zayn Miz last week on the show. After afterwards, uh, Cesaro made the save for Sami Zayn, knocked out Miz, knocked out Owens, and he was delivering uppercuts left and right. And Miz pulled himself out of the way and pulled Zayn in his path. So Cesaro delivered an uppercut to Sami Zayn, but it was pretty much forgotten about. They didn't really focus on it. Zayn didn't come back and beat him up or anything. That was pretty much it. That was the only real interaction that we've seen between those two guys throughout this entire angle for the Intercontinental Championship. So in that fatal four way, and I'm sure it's going to come to this point when it comes down to Zayn and Cesaro in the ring. We are going to be going crazy in the credit. You might be sitting in your hands. I don't know about you. Probably. Just me, anyway. I'll be going nuts for that potential face-to-face encounter because that's going to be incredible. That's a match we could see at some point down the line for the Intercontinental Championship. The whole card is shaping up to be really, really yeah, good. Yeah, it's going to be really, really good. You have so, official so far, Reign Styles, Extreme yep. Rules match the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, Tag Team Titles, New Day versus Vaud Villains, which we'll talk about momentarily. Um... We have that match, that match. Kalisto and Rusev. Kalisto Rusev for the United States Championship. Fatal 4-Way, that's four matches. And number five is the I Quit match, the submission match. Right? And they still haven't announced Ambrose and, and Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. I thought they were going to do that in the Stephanie Shane segment after the I thought the they show. were too, but maybe they're saving to SmackDown to make it some newsworthy. Probably, yeah. Hopefully. hopefully and then hopefully we get Team Bay versus Emma and Dana Brooke. At, I'd go nuts. I'd go nuts. E- even if it's on the kickoff show. Yeah, I don't care if it's on the pre-show. Just like we got to see Becky in the kickoff show at TLC too. Yep. That was great. Very good match between her and Sasha Banks. Oh, going to bring the goggles with yep. her? Ah, She's on the show. show. She's on the show. We'll see. We'll see. With that Becky Lynch shirt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, the card shaping up to be really, really good on paper, and I can't wait to see how it plays out. So, New Day versus uh, Vaude Villains. Any thoughts in the tag team match last night between New Day and Dudley Boys? It was, it was all right. Uh, real with interference, which I'm not a fan of. But, uh... It was a decent match for what it was, and Vaude Villains came out, and the Dudley Boys won. I think Devon won on a clothesline. Turn him inside out, though. Oh, oh. It looked good. It looked good, but you, they, no one ever wins on that. But it's a clothesline from hell. Devon doesn't have a finisher, so it is what it is. Yeah, he doesn't. But it was decent for what it was, but yeah. I don't know. I didn't really have a lot of thoughts on it. Just, it is what it is. It was kind of there. And the Vaude Villains attacked him afterwards, too. I mean, they attacked him, left him lying. Built Hit the swirly dervish. Hit the swirling, swirling dervish, yeah, so just building up to the tag team title match at Extreme Rules. So we kind of touched upon it earlier, but in the main event, Big Cass versus Jericho didn't come to fruition. Big Cass, do you think his push is going to continue beyond this point or what? I think they're keeping him on TV. They have to, like, keep that, like... And he's been doing pretty well on his own. I'm not saying he's been great, but... Doing for, better than expected. Expected, way. yes. I think if they just keep him on TV doing something noteworthy, then they can just keep... Him and Enzo's like momentum going. If they just take him off TV, people be like, 
whatever. Or people just be complaining about it. So I don't know how long Enzo's going to be out. If he's going to be out for a substantial amount of time, maybe they just start pu pushing big casts on his own. I don't know, honestly, because if he's going to be out for a couple months, there's no point just having him just do stupidness all the time. Like, just have him just do a program with someone. I don't know how, like Tommy was saying uh, off, the, off the air, that it's not like he can have long – Great matches, but like ten minute matches. But right have now. them do something, so at least something. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else they can do with him. Like if you put him at Extreme Rules in a one on one match, like the VOD villains are busy with New Day, so it's not like he can exact revenge or anything like that. So I'm I'm surprised that we didn't see that match last night because he knocked him out on SmackDown last week. Big cast did, and then this week he went after Jericho. But it was a refreshing change of pace. It like was said, refreshing. The three hours can went by quicker when we don't have a 20-minute authority promo to kick off the show. We don't have, you know, another six-man tag team match main event. We had a real main event for once. Like a real... And that wasn't even a match. Match, but it was, but like, it was like a nice segment. Three fresh Something faces. new. Something new, exactly. I mean, we've seen Ambrose in the main event a couple times before in the last couple months. But Jericho, not in a long time. Big cast, never. So it was something new. And hopefully they can kind of keep up that formula going forward. So I would hope so. But... Yeah, Big Cass, I thought he did better than expected. I mean, his promo work isn't amazing, but, I mean, he it feels like he comes off very scripted in his promos, like a yeah. lot of the time. And he seems very nervous, too. He seemed better last night. The promos, I was going to say promo, but the backstage one, too, felt very scripted in what he was saying. Not bad material, per se. It just his delivery needs work. But other than that, he's been doing a lot better than I thought he would. I thought he was going to be TV all, off TV altogether, you know, like a la Victor when his partner got suspended. So... It's a bit different because Enzo and Cass were a lot more over than the extension. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I feel like, uh, I guess we'll see where this goes. Do you feel like there's a chance they could see, or when I say them, I say Vince, sees Big Cass, oh, he's seven foot tall, let's push him, and they're not going to reunite him with Enzo when he comes back? Or Like I said, it's big... all a timetable thing. If he's coming back soon, they're not going to do it. But and if he's off for a while, yeah. I could see it. And you know, you don't know because it's a concussion. It's not like it's with Neville or like with Bray Wyatt. He'll be out for like six to eight weeks. A concussion could be out for two weeks, two months, never. I mean, he can never come back. You know, look at Daniel Bryan. He never came back. So uh, I guess we'll have to find out. Corey Graves, another guy that suffered multiple concussions and never came back. And this one was pretty bad reportedly too for Enzo. Yeah. So I don't want to see that happen just because he's great. Enzo that is. So I don't want to see that happen. Him as a tag team with him and Big Cass are just awesome. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they the got. Worst thing the worst to be a manager for Big Cass. Who, Enzo? Yeah, I think that, that's the thing. He's a talker. He's not He's not a great wrestler to begin with no. anyway, so. Worst comes the worst, have him as a manager. Just have him as a manager. I'd be fine with that. I think Big Cass just Make sure Big Cass goes back down to NXT and learns a little bit more. Yeah, I would not be uh, opposed to that whatsoever. So, actually, speaking of people that should go back down to NXT, I was thinking about this the other day. We'll just we're kind of finished talking about Ross. So I'll talk about this a little bit. I know Clark was at the NXT live event in Selena last week. I don't know where that is. I think in like Kansas. Kansas. Okay, perfect. Um, and Tyler Breeze showed up. He's involved right now in your favorite angle on WWE programming right now. I'm sure. Gold Dongo versus Gorgeous Truth. You can't wait for that tag team match on SmackDown, right? Got recorded already. Can't <laughs> wait. It's gonna be amazing. But uh, your thoughts on Tyler Breeze? I know it's not official. He's it was just for the live events over the weekend. But would you like to see Tyler Breeze go back down NXT? If he does something noteworthy, yes. If yeah, he's just, just going down there to just... job out the Shinsuke and Austin Aries, then no. Which we have seen before. It can go. One of two ways. He can go back down there and lose. You know, look at Alex Riley, Titus O'Neil. Remember when he was down there for a little while and he just lost the people? Cameron. 
Cameron. I'm trying to think of other people that came down. I wrote a, I wrote a whole article Justin about it. Justin Gabriel. Gabriel. Remember Adam Rose went back? He yep. lost everybody. Um, but you can either go that route or you can go the Cesaro Tyson Kidd Kid route, route where they just completely rejuvenate their careers, kick ass. They don't, win out, they don't have to win a championship, but they don't need to win a championship just because they're so great at doing what they're doing. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's a possibility. Yeah, I thought... Like you said, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro both had the talent. They just needed to revamp their careers. They just needed the opportunity. Yeah. And they had that those great matches with Neville, Sami Zayn, and all these other guys down in NXT, and it was amazing. So I could see Tyler Breeze doing something similar. I feel like they don't want to do that, at least not right now, because Tyson Kidd was on NXT for a little while, and he didn't come back until a few years later. Cesaro, same thing. I just feel like with, uh, what's his name, Tyler Breeze... He's only been in the main roster. I mean, I guess at this point it's been like six months, six, seven months. So I guess it wouldn't be – he wasn't in the main roster for like two months. But at that point, bring the Ascension back, bring – Ascension. Any other people you think would benefit from going back down to NXT? Not even going back, but just going to NXT, period. I mean, it's done wonders for Zack Ryder. He got a one-off IC title reign out of it, so, you know, that helped. The Ascension, when they reunite, that is, because one of them suspended right now. But, yeah, we have the Ascension – who else? Tyler Breeze. Anyone else? I'm trying to... Fondango, I think I wouldn't care either way. Even as Johnny Curtis. I'm trying to think of undercard guys or midcard guys. Heath Slater. Heath Slater would be good if they break up social outcast. Maybe Bo. Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas wouldn't be bad if he's doing what he's the doing. The Axeman? Yeet. Oh, God. Yeet. Every time you say the Axeman, he does that yeet. Yeet. No, um, I mean, he went down there for a little while. I remember he was down there and he was feeding with, like, Hideo Itami or something like that, and that didn't do wonders for his career, but... He's another guy. I feel like he's just kind of they're done with him. I feel like he's a great worker, but I don't know. I'm not really it's sure. It's too Axeman. Axeman. They're just yeah. done. It just no one cares. He's been there he's for a long no time. There's no charisma at no all. No charisma. Now he's been there for like six years. I mean, he was in the same season as Alex Riley, and he just got cut. So I'm be shocked if they cut the Axeman too. Um, but speaking of NXT, we'll kind of transition from there. Looking forward to NXT tomorrow night. We don't traditionally do an NXT preview here on the show, but we might as well kind of. Taken away from uh, WWE C Radio, which we will not be doing this week because the show ended last Thursday, unfortunately. I'm taking off tomorrow, but what are you looking forward to on NXT tomorrow night? I know you can't wait for Alex Riley's final WWE match. That's all I'm working forward to, the Rage <laughs> and Shinsuke. Can't wait to see the Rage beat Shinsuke. Shinsuke Nakamura, strong style, has arrived. Can't wait for that. And Finn Balor is coming back to NXT He'll probably face Ty Dillinger and beat him in like two minutes. Probably. Probably. What, what do you think we will see from uh, the Demon tomorrow night on NXT? What do you think he has in store for the Full Sail University? He'll prep? beat some jobber, and then he'll like make a statement how he's going to go back to... He wants his rematch for Samoa What matches do you think we could see a takeover? Uh, Joe and... Uh, Balor. Balor. Bailey and Oscar probably again. Rematch of Mania. Yeah, uh, Aries and Shinsuke. Uh, Depends if Young is signed yet. Yes, if he's signed, then maybe I could see him facing Samson or something. They don't have maybe. many like I don't know. American Alpha and Revival again. I could see Bobby Roode finally debuting at Takeover against Ty Dillinger. Against Ty Dillinger. You want to talk about Ty Dillinger a little bit? You wrote a whole article about it on Friday. It's underutilized. Underutilized. Gotta reevaluate his position in NXT. The, that question yesterday, kind of like about how people—it's more of a. Indie company now. They have no homegrown talent. Besides the women. Is that a bad thing though? It's not a bad thing, but how like, why wouldn't you sign these independent guys a long time ago if they were so good? I feel like the mentality has changed. I know it's a cliche answer, but five years ago, Aries got turned down to do Tough Enough. 
the same season that Cameron won, which I'm so glad they did. I'm so glad they turned him down because if they brought him in to do that show, and maybe then, maybe not, because they also brought in Matt Cross, who is ripping it up right now in Lucha Underground as uh, Son of Havoc. I didn't even know it was the same person until I found out like a couple months in, but he's amazing too. So, I mean, maybe not. But even still, I mean, he went over to TNA. He had a great run over there for whatever that's worth over in TNA. But he had a you know, number of runs at the World Championship, X Division, tag team titles. So, I mean, I, you make a good point. That person who ever asked that question made a very good point about the homegrown talent in NXT. There's really not many for the men anyway. And Ty Dillinger's never really been at that level. He can be, I feel like. But I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, do you think uh, Josh Bronson could be uh Bronson Matthews, I'm sorry, could be a big star in NXT. I don't even know who the hell that is. The winner of uh, Tough Enough from last year? The guy who buried the social outcast? Oh, Josh? Josh, yeah. No. Bronson Matthews? You're not a fan of Bronson Matthews? They just, I don't know. They Like you said, the, the guys are the ones that, it's like important for them to have the independent guys because those are the ones that help them tour. You're not going to tour with like Ty Dillinger as your top guy because yeah, for how over he really has been, it just, it's not working. Like they haven't given him enough like wins for people to really care. Full sale cares because it's full sale, but I feel like most people don't really care about him. But like besides him, there's not really any homegrown NXT guys that they've actually put time into that actually's been successful besides Roman Reigns. Yeah. And they just put a rocket up his ass and shot him right to the top. He was barely even really in NXT. Exactly. If it wasn't for his lineage, he probably wouldn't even be in the WWE. No. no I don't so, it's the actual homegrown people. It's only Ty Dillinger, really. Really? Yeah, I'm trying. Tyler Breeze. Yeah, he's homegrown. He's yeah, he's homegrown. homegrown. But he's also buried, too. But, I mean, yeah, he was a homegrown talent. He was in FCW for a long time. Enzo and Cass, like you said, in... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Enzo talking. and Cass, too. I forgot about that. Enzo them. and Cass, I would say, are definitely homegrown, because they weren't really doing much before they got to NXT, so... Other than that, I mean, again, it's not really an issue, because they can still make money off of Balor or Joe yeah. or Aries, you know, but it's just interesting, I guess, because that wasn't the case 15 years ago with guys like John Cena, Randy Orton, Batista, Brock Lesnar, all homegrown talent. I mean, I know Brock Lesnar wrestled legitimately before Yeah, WWE. but he wasn't like wrestling independence. It was yeah, a no. name. Yeah, Batista, Lashley, not Lashley. But, Randy uh, Orton, Orton, Shawn Cena, Benjamin. Benjamin, the other guy. All those guys were homegrown talent in the last, in the biggest names in the last 15 years, I'd argue. That's, for 15 years. For 15 years, John. I've been doing this for 15 years. Cool <laughs> Kevin Owens. Love KO. Love KO. Did you love the uh, Kevin Owens show last night? Love the Kevin Owens show. Can't wait for uh, KO Mania 2. KO Mania 2. He is the father of the year. He is. Won it. Won the award. Saw you see it. his tweet on uh, over the weekends? A little tweets, soft for me. Tweets the rock. A little soft. A little SAWFD soft. He tweeted... The Rock for a happy birthday. He tweeted his wife for happy Mother's Day. He tweeted his, not son, like his daughter for her birthday or something. Or, I love you kids. I haven't seen you in a while. Make you tear up a little bit? No. No? I'm not soft. Wow. Okay, I'm so not. Yes. Hey. Soft. soft. The dragons? Oh, my God. You call gosh. yourselves dragons? You, the Dudley boys, you put the dud in Dudleyville. You... Or what me and Big Gas like to call Fugazis. Me and Big Gas, no Fugazis. You Fugazi? No Fugazi. No Fugazis here on WrestleRant Radio. So before we go off the air, 
Um, one last segment here. I know we're just kind of randomly talking about stuff, which is re what WrestleRant Radio is all about. It's pretty much summing up the last two years of your tenure here, Mr. Marcel, WrestleRant Radio, basically talking about anything that comes to mind. That's the beauty of this show, is GSM and RJ talking about everything in the world of wrestling. The final show, if you missed it, on the RJ Marcel Farewell Tour for Mr. Marcel before he graduates on May 21st. 21st. That's Saturday. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Next Saturday. Be sure to come to Endicott College, watch him graduate, break over the fence. You don't need a ticket to get in. Just break in if you want. He's already planning his exit strategy. He's going to deliver a Stone Cold Stunner to Doc Wiley and then take his diploma and say, I am leaving. I am leaving with my diploma. And you'd say goodbye to my diploma and say goodbye to Raymond Marceau. You're fired, fired, fired. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it. good stuff. Good stuff. So before we go off the air, uh, your favorite matches that you watched on the NXT DVD over the past week. It's a great DVD. Favorite matches. Actually, I have it right here, so I'll pull it up. I'd say the Cesaro and Zayn, best two out of three falls was really August good. was amazing, yeah. Um, Let me see. Let me read off some of the matches here. I got this two months ago when I was on spring break. It's one of the best purchases I've ever made. Let me see. The matches include, if you want to check it out, Rollins and Jinder Mahal, which wasn't bad. Any any excuse to see Seth Rollins is a good yep. match for the inaugural NXT Championship to determine the inaugural. Page and Emma was on that, right? Yeah, that was the, good. Yeah, not the arrival one, but from NXT to determine the first NXT Women's Champion, and that was really good, like you said. Rollins Big E was a good match. A lot of interference from like the Shield and stuff. The early incarnation of the Shield. Jericho Wyatt was a good match. That was a good match from May 2013. They had Page and Emma, like you said. Sami Zayn Cesaro was a great match, um, like you said, for two out of three camp falls. Regal Cesaro was awesome. I mean, I'm a huge William Regal fan. Happy birthday to William Regal, by the way. Um, Bo Dallas, Adrian <laughs> Neville from Arrival, the ladder match. We've seen that before. Cheryl, they, they had the Fatal 4-Way from, uh, <clears throat> from Fatal 4-Way on there. From Rival. Fatal 4-Way. They need it, or they... They need it on they there. They needed it on there. I don't know why it's not on here. That's a great match, too. Charlotte Natalia from NXT TakeOver from May of 2014 for the women's title. The Tyler Breeze music video. Sami Zayn, Tyson Kidd, Adrian Neville, Sami Zayn for the NXT Championship from Our Evolution. And the uh, Fatal 4 Women's match. And a whole other bunch of matches that we didn't get to, but those are the first two discs, and there's a lot of great matches on there, so be sure to check it out. But uh, that is it, Mr. Marceau. Any final farewell thoughts for the listening audience of WrestleRant Radio? Of course, not your final appearance on the show ever, just in studio. This is their last time in this very studio. See you. Wow. That's it. No shout-outs. No, no shout-outs. He was doing shout-outs every single week when he first came on the show. None anymore. It's all about me. It's all about... Is that you, Emma? No. It's all about me. It's all about me. I can't do an Aussie accent. I do what I want. I do what I want. Exactly. Why are you eating with chopsticks, Becky? I do what I want. Exactly. <laughs> Can't wait. It's not for goodbye. That. It's seal. Whatever Jeff Hardy said. Whatever he said. I that's my. Watching the Jeff Hardy. Line. I don't know. This is not goodbye forever. This is only goodbye for now. Exactly. We need like the crying women fan in, in the crowd. No, Mr. Marceau, don't leave. We need that. That's what it is. That's, that's what, what it is. is. We need that. We need that here. So, two years here on the show, coming to an end, retiring from Wrestle Rant Radio. Forever, you can never come back. Just like hashtag, never allowed again. Never allowed again. Before he comes back next month, so we'll see you next month, Mr. Marceau. Yeah. Of course, before the RJ Marceau farewell tour at Extreme Rules, which you're very much looking forward to, of course. What match you're looking forward to the most of the show? Ambrose and Jericho. That's not even announced yet. It's not even announced yet. I can't wait for that. Hopefully in a street fight. Hopefully in a street fight. Hopefully in a street fight. 
And then, what other matches? The Fatal 4-Way, the main event should be great. If Styles wins, I'll probably blow a gasket and break your shoulder again. That should be great. I'm trying to think. And also, will you be ready by, uh, let's say, SummerSlam? Hopefully. We'll Hopefully. Say. No word yet. No word. Also, I'll just uh, use this little announcement. I'll use this platform. I was going to make the break the news over Twitter. I teased it yesterday before Raw. But this upcoming October, history will be made. Friday, September 30th, the one and the only GSM for the first time ever will be in attendance for a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I will be at All-Star Extravaganza. Got the tickets yesterday. It's that Friday at the Lowell Auditorium, the same place where they had NXT Lowell. Mr. Marcel, if you're free that day, free to come along. Got two tickets. Got Got two tickets. Got two tickets to NXT, NXT, to uh, Ring of Honor, All-Star Extravaganza. Not any ordinary Ring of Honor show, not a house show, not a TV taping, a pay-per-view. Animal, baby. Friday, September 30th. So, if I do internship, then I definitely won't have anything that day anyway, because you don't have internship on Friday. So, I know for a fact I'll be free that day. We'll see. We'll see. See what the cards look like. Uh, I'd go to Ring of Honor. First ever Ring of Honor show. First ever Ring of Honor show. It's been a very monumental year. I mean, you've been to pay-per-views before. Yeah. The the RG Marcel Farewell Tour all started last fall. Well, technically, if you want to count SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Count SummerSlam. Say SummerSlam. (laughs) SummerSlam. Raw in Boston. TLC. Barclays, sorry. SummerSlam Barclays. Raw in Boston. TLC in Boston. SmackDown in Boston. NXT NXT in Lowell. And now Extreme Rules in Newark. I've been, I think in this wow. one year span, I've been in more wrestling events than I've ever gone. I've, it's been Must to so have. many this year. And you've been to one of pretty much everything. I went to... Pay-per-view? Went to SummerSlam, Raw, TLC, a house show. I went to W Live oh, yeah, event. you did. You did. I went you did. I forgot about in that. In Providence. I went to SmackDown, NXT, NXT LOL, and now... Three pay-per-views, a house show, Raw SmackDown, and NXT. Got the hottest tickets in <laughs> wrestling. And hopefully by well, September, Ring of Honor too. Hopefully, we'll see. Hopefully, maybe maybe SummerSlam. There's a lot coming up in the last next couple Seriously. months. Seriously, can't wait. So again, any final message for the crowd of WrestleRant Radio? Follow me at RJ underscore Marceau on the Twitter. And if you miss Mr. Marceau's two cents, be sure to check out his two cents all the time on NextEraWrestling.net. Check out the archives. Check them out. The new article's going up all the time. When's the next Marso Masterpiece going up, my sir? I don't know. We'll see. We'll Probably see. in the next next few days. I have nothing, so. Yeah, we got time. We got time. So we'll definitely we'll see. see. But anyway, that is coming up, folks. We'll be back next week with the one and only John Knapp talking everything Extreme Rules. Only five days ahead of the pay-per-view before me and Mr. Marceau are present at the event. Again, final farewell to Mr. Marceau. We will have him back here on the show at some point in the near future over the phone. But it's been a great two years. We'll close it out. The only way we know how. Shout out to Ric Flair. This is Graham G.S. and Matthews for R.J. Marceau. And we'll catch you folks down the road. It was one week ago. I see this kid. I'm, I'm sitting in the dining hall. And, and I see this kid walking by with a Daniel Bryan yester. Now up to this point, I've been on a long journey to find another wrestling fan existent on this Endicott campus. And I finally found one. And also two of them. Uh, just last week, we have them on the show today. We've got TJ, and we also have Jeff on today's show. How's it going today, TJ? It's going good today. So here I am with my thoughts of you. Thanks for having us on again, and uh, I love wrestling, so let's go. 
And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to WrestleRant Radio Season 2, baby. I'm sitting alongside RJ. I am Graham Juice and Matthews. We are back, folks, on EC Radio. I've been going live on WrestleRant Radio for the last couple months, but without RJ. RJ, speak to the people. How you doing, everybody? We're doing good. We are all doing good up in here in the EC Radio Hub. Of course, before we go off the air, RJ, it's time for these shameless plugs. We've got one of the shameless plugs in here. Jeff Stone's here. Let's go. I got something to say for Oh, okay, go ahead. So, everyone's complaining about CM Punk's up again. I want to ask a question. Where has Rey Mysterio been, people? 